Hello everybody, welcome to Courage Talks. Welcome to Courage TV. My name is Joshua, Joshman, and I'm back to be your host. Today, I'm with a friend, a brother, uh, uh, an elder brother, someone I really, really look up to, someone with so much of experience in life, someone with, 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 an heart, with a heart to just... Uh, help people out there so vulnerable so honest uh today i want to introduce all of you all to my brother sam uh sam welcome to this show welcome to courage tv courage talks today ladies and gentlemen we're going to be talking about a very very um such an important topic um we don't like to talk about this much but i believe that today Many people who are going to be watching this, you will be uh, touched and um, I believe we will all learn something today. So the topic that we're going to be covering today is called, How do you overcome pornography addiction? So I'll say it again, how do you overcome pornography addiction? <laughs> so anyways, uh, Sam, welcome and... Uh, you please introduce yourself a little bit about yourself your family and uh yeah man take it away bro hey thanks josh uh you know i'm so humbled uh by all that you told said to everyone about me uh very kind words uh i'm just you know i'm not a pro i'm just a bro okay so <laughs> i am uh i'm a good friend of josh uh we are, we are working together on a few things um, writing great catalogs. Uh, Josh is doing an amazing job with Courage, uh, the Courage Catalog website. Thanks, a lot bro. of articles there. Yeah. Um, and this, this thing we are doing, uh, Courage TV, uh, yeah. different, different topics, different articles to encourage people. Mm. So my name is Samuel. Uh, you can call me Sam. I'm a father of uh, four children. My wife and I, we've been married for 16 years. Uh, we have four children between the ages of uh, six to 15. So we got two teenagers and two children. Uh, our two, teen, two uh, teenagers, we are privileged uh, to have two teenagers who are on the autism spectrum, special needs children. Okay. And we have been blessed to, you know, bring them up in a way that, that, that a lot of people, non-conventional ways, like they call it. Mm. Yes, Josh, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. So um, ladies and gentlemen, just, uh, if you want to know more about what autism is, um, recently there was an article that was written in the New Straits Times. Um, it was written about Sam's family and the struggles they went through from the start and uh, basically their whole journey. So as I was reading that, that article, Sam, to be honest, bro, I, I was in tears, bro, because... Um, I mean, like we hear, we hear about what autism is, but I, to be honest, I never really paid attention, bro. But when I read that article, bro, I, I was like, my goodness, they, they're going through so much. And uh, to be able to rise above um, your struggles and your needs, bro, it, it reminds me of Jesus, man. When Jesus was on that boat. He rose above that, that those storms and he, and he, there was, there was a peace within him, bro, even though there was so much of things happening. And uh, he was able to just speak to those storm. I mean, it's the peace within you. 
And I believe that even in your yeah. situation, Sam, that God has equipped um, you and your wife with the grace to handle this because it is impossible. It's it's such a difficult situation, man. And hats off to you and your wife. I have mad respect for y'all, bro. Honestly, I really look up to y'all. Thank you. Truly humbled by that. Yeah, man. Amazing. And, and guys, like uh, this article is actually, uh, it is out on the Courage Catalog website. So if you go to thecouragecatalog.com and you, you will see the, the picture of Sam's family, you click on the link and that link will direct you to the original article in the New Straits Times uh, online website. So you guys should really, really check out this website, uh, this article on autism. Beautiful, beautifully written article. Okay, coming back to the topic. Sorry, bro, I got a bit uh, sidetracked there. Went off track a bit. I just want people to know, um, I mean, the the struggles that you guys go through and how you, you know, you're overcoming this every day. It's beautiful, man. Okay, bro. Uh, in your words, Steve, what is porn addiction? In your words, your opinion. Okay. Josh, I'm going to use uh, Wikipedia unashamedly. Okay, yep. many will not agree with me. <laughs> okay, many will not agree with me when I cite Wiki. Yeah, but somehow this has been the best. Okay, so here it goes. Pornography addiction, according to Wiki, yep. is an addiction yeah. model of compulsive behavior mm. or compulsive mm. sexual activity with concurrent use of pornographic material, despite negative consequences to one's physical, mental, social, and all fina financial well-being. Mm. So neither DSM-5 or ICD-11 classify pornography as a mental disorder addiction. I'm, I'm familiar with DSM-5 because they use that for to identify different disorders. Unfortunately, pornography is not one of them. So Wiki also states, yeah, Wiki also states, uh, Josh, that mm. this uh, problematic internet pornography viewing is uh, so problematic that an individual, uh, for an individual, uh, to you know, it causes for, for many reasons, including the excessive time spent uh, viewing pornography instead of interacting with others, and uh, you know the it, it kind of like procrastinates what you need to do as a person. Instead of meeting people and, you know, hanging out, mm. it just keeps you away from society, right? Okay. And then there is this huge financial consequences. And you need to take note of this because being locked into your laptop or watching porn for so many hours, you mm. lose your job, you lose your interest in people. A lot of things, uh, uh, you know, because of excessive internet pornography viewing has caused problems to, to your social life, Josh. Yeah, I see. It, it kind of makes you like socially awkward and stuff, right, bro? Yeah, yeah. Porn addiction. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, bro. So, like many addictions, um, pornography addiction, it has its roots, or rather, like a starting premise, bro. So, what do you think the root of uh, porn addiction is, man? Okay, I'm going to talk about myself, my root. Huh? Yeah. Um. You see, I always believe that starting place, that 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 premise. Mm. Uh, that source, okay? So, before the addiction becomes an addiction, mm. we need to search and find about the source. 
So in the context of today's uh, topic, what is the source of pornographic addiction, right? So my source, Josh, was fear. So you might say, hey, what, what's fear versus uh, pornography? Yep. So my fear as a young adult many years ago, maybe 25, 20 years ago, mm. was this. I would be a lesser man, mm. you know? Uh, in the future, if I'm not sexually active now, 25, 22, I will be a lesser man in the future. What will happen to me in the future? So I'm not even talking about being immoral or addicted yet, okay? Mm. So to overcome this fear... I needed to be confident and confident sexually, Josh. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Confident sexually. Okay. So, so basically it was fear. Um, fear that when you became like, for example, when you stepped into marriage or when you stepped into a relationship, the fear of not being able to be a man, like, because men are, we are fueled by confidence and, and, and ego, bro. So you were scared, like, as a young adult, that if you don't gain this, this confidence, you will be lesser than a man. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I, so what, what gave you this sexual confidence, bro, later on? Okay. So for me, for men like me, uh, this, this, this uh, confidence for me comes from being knowledge-driven, we look for knowledge, mm. right? Therefore, my sexual confidence is yep. in sexual knowledge, I right? See. So I how see. do we get this knowledge, this sexual knowledge? We, we look at uh, visual portrayals of, found in pornography and internet uh, pornography. So men like me are more information-oriented. Information, uh, so we'll do things like, you know, hey, that, that movie, that sex scene was cut out. What is, how does it look like? Let's go and search the internet. So that's the kind of man that I am or we are, right? I for see. some men, Josh, for some men, mm. okay, uh, their sexual confidence comes from um, action. Like how many, uh, how many times they had, a, had sex in a week or the number of sexual partners they have had before. Mm. But they're all target-oriented. I see, I see, I see. Interesting, bro, because like... Um... Why I can say that is um, the way that I, um, we, even myself and uh, a couple of us, when you approach life, bro, it's about how many stories you can tell. Like, hey, I, hey, macha, I did this with this girl. And, uh, <laughs> I, I snuck this girl into my room. Difficult, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, hey, then everybody say, hey, bro, you know, you're the, you're the man, you know. So that gives you that, that sense of, hey, you know, like, I have this this bag of uh, of stories and adventures under my belt. So now, like like, I'm the man. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm the man. Can <laughs> see? Is it something like that, bro? Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is so true because just listening to the stories yeah cause arousal. You know. Wow, yes. I did that, man. You know. Correct. So like um, that's so true, Josh. So what this kind of the men you just mentioned, including yourself, and then many of us are also like that, yes. is uh, what we call the adrenaline-oriented men. Mm. Okay, so they are more like experience. So uh, for me, Josh, what I did not realize is that through this sexual habit, 
I've developed, uh, what I didn't realize is I've actually developed a neural pathway where every time I look at pornography, it gave me a, a weird form of happiness. Like, wow, that's nice. That's, that's, uh, that's pleasure in your heart. That's, that's, that's happiness in the beginning. But of course, at the end of it, you feel disgust. So here's a pattern that I've developed over the years. Happy, pleasure, and then disgust. Happy, pleasure, and then disgust. So mm. that was my pattern for a long time. Yeah. So you, it's basically when you watch porn, you feel stimulated and happy for that particular moment. Then when everything is done, you feel a sense of shame and guilt and what, what the heck did I just do? Do I even need yeah. to do something like this? Yeah. And it's kind of, uh, it, 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 everything like just dies down, right, bro? Like, it's like you think it will take you to another level of highness, but actually, it just is like a buzz kill. Everything just falls apart, right, after that. Yeah, so true. Yeah, so I mean, um, just just to pick up from what you're saying, bro. Like, uh, for example, you see when you're talking about his happiness and all that, right? So, uh, when you watch uh porn and stuff, bro. There's a certain region in your brain that actually gets stimulated. And that region of your brain, bro, uh, it's interesting. Uh, it is when it is it also happens, right? When you actually take nicotine, coke, and also alcohol. It's the yeah. same region yeah. that gets stimulated. Okay, bro. The same stimulation happens when you actually watch porn. And this was a research uh, that was uh, conducted, bro, and it's called Neuroscience of Internet Pornography Addiction, conducted in 2015 by four researchers. And it's uh, quite a, a famous uh, research because it's cited by a lot of uh, uh, journals and online bloggers, la, bro. So, yeah. like, pretty interesting to me because uh, you watch porn, one part, one one region of your mind of, of your brain is stimulated, and then when you take alcohol or like nicotine, coke is the same region. So, same region. your your thoughts, Chief? You see, Josh, you know why I, I love this, this this you just cited a research. Yeah, it's a very popular research. You said it's so true. You know why I love this research? Not because I'm I'm a, I'm an information person. <laughs> it's because they use one keyword. And that keyword, uh, Josh, is what we call uh, uh, craving. The keyword they use was craving. I see. I see. Could you explain a little bit more on that, bro? What do you mean by craving? Um, Yeah, in that sense. The reality, uh, uh, Josh, uh, when we go to uh, we we go to school. Okay, we go to school. We go to university. We do postgraduate, graduate. uh, We go to work. We meet difficult bosses, annoying uh, colleagues. And then we also meet some very tough people along the way, some rough people along the way, difficult family members at home, you know, demanding parents, annoying best friends, yep. and, you know, probably bullied by them also. Yeah. So there's this new mental, this challenge, this new mental uh, and emotional pain that comes from all these challenges. Okay, this develops o- over the years. Mm. Then for many of us, uh, bro, we may have been hurt or, uh, uh, you know, we may have been hurt or abused as a child. So this is what we call the foundational or childhood brokenness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So, 
So from what I understand, bro, is like uh, you face new challenges, like what you said. Uh, when we go to school, university, and I mean new challenges, um, workplace and stuff like that. This is new emotional pain, and then you have old emotional pain, pain like child brokenness and what you have gone through in the past as a kid. So let's say, for example, if that is not dealt with, and then this new pain emerges, this new pain basically amplifies, not, I don't know whether the right word is amplifies, it basically exposes what has already been broken. Is that true, bro? So true. Yes. So true. Exactly. As you said it, uh, bro. Because, you see, for me, I I, um, medicated both this new pain and old pain. Yeah. Yeah. How do I medicate? With the most accessible, the cheapest, the known form of medicine or drug, Mm. which Mm. gave me pleasure and happiness in the beginning. This drug or medicine that we call internet pornography. Right? So this was my craving. Right? Like what the researchers say. Never there's pain. This is my craving. Right? Okay. Okay. Every time I feel uh, disrespected or unloved, you know, uncared Mm. for, lonely. So I went back to visiting what gave me this confidence because I was craving for that, uh, this, this known drug of medicine. So what's supposed to be a medication, supposed to heal me, mm. turn me into mm. a porn addict. Wow. So subtly. And, and so by default, you become an immoral person. A porn addict is an immoral person, let's face it. Okay? Mm. So I, I want to acknowledge uh, here that you know, from the time it, you understood your source, your wrong confidence, or your 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 misunderstood misconceived confidence, um, your, your your medication and later addiction, all this. If you go to church, if you come from a church like ours, uh, Christian context, we call it the lies of the enemy, the bad yeah. guy, the devil. We believe that this devil uh, whispers into our ears, into our our male ego and 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 pride. So basically, it doesn't have to do um, anything. Okay. So things like, you know, you need to have a lot of money, you need to have a lot of things, material things, you need to have a lot of women, a lot of sex, okay, to feel confident, you know, all the performance, you know, just to cover up the real problem. That's the lie of the enemy, we call it, yep. right? Wow. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's some heavy <laughs> stuff, bro. <laughs> Okay, okay. So uh brings me to my my next question, bro. Like um a lot of us um when we face this, we we live in denial, bro. Sometimes we don't want to um acknowledge that we have a problem. So yeah. how bro, how did you recognize or, or rather how did you come to a realization that you had an addiction problem, bro? Okay, I am like any other man. My pride and he, and worse still, because I'm a Christian, I come from a church, a church-going family home. Uh, so I was in church, and I was doing the Christian things. Uh, therefore, I thought nothing can affect me. Nothing. Yeah, that was yeah. my biggest, my life's biggest lie and hypocrisy. Okay. Oh. So you see, you see, Josh, bro, 
most guys like me, we know we are addicted to porn. Mm. No doubt about that. Okay, um, we just know it. So we either um, um, we either avoid talking about it because it deals with our male dignity. What if they know about me? Mm. Then my value goes down. Or we hide. We go like, hey, I'm okay. I'm okay. All men do it. All men do it. Okay. So we love to like compartmentalize our life. Like basically, like um, uh, I'm different. I was different in church. Mm. Praising, worshiping. And then uh, when I'm with my family, I'm a different person. I'm a good husband, good father, that cheery father, right? And then uh, when I'm at work, I'm another person. Mm. Yet, in another life, I'm a miserable quantity, right? So, but, you know, that's for us, who, those who know that we are addicted to porn. There are few of us men, few of us, few of us who still don't know that we are addicted to porn. That's the sad part, right? Mm. So, They are not, the, this few men, my dear brothers, I love you so much. This is your answer, those of you who think you're not addicted. This is your answer. This is the answer that we give. Are you ready, Josh? Yes, bro. I'm waiting, bro. So what's the problem? Unity is art one. You know, that is the unstandard answer. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Pornography. What, what do you mean by pornography? Unity is art one. Come on. I agree, Josh. I agree with you. I agree with them. I love them to bits. I've helped men who come from not doing, not understanding to understanding and overcoming. But listen, unity is not the problem. I agree with you. But ogling at unity a maximum of three to four hours a day, looking at unity is the problem. So if you're looking, then you have an addiction, right? Mm. So bro, are you, are you trying to say that... Um... Nudity is okay. So that means if as long as I don't Google on a certain nude scene or nudity for three, four hours, then that's that tantamounts to addiction. But then if I do it like for 10 seconds or one minute, then that's okay. Uh, maybe a bit of clarity on that, uh, bro. I think I didn't present that idea of nudity well uh, earlier. So, uh, I'm not endorsing nudity or I'm not endorsing or not endorsing. Huh? Okay, we need to understand uh, culture first. Yep. So, like in the Western culture, all through history, mm. uh, they had a great uh, sense of uh, uh, appreciation for the human body. Okay? So, it's like God-given. And remember, they were Christians. So, all through Renaissance, Enlightenment periods, uh, you know, enchantment, enchantment periods, uh, the golden age of Elizabeth, it's all about the human being glorified. So that includes the human body, the nude human body. Yep. So you see paintings of that, that culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the Western culture. Open. Yep. In the more Eastern culture, it's closed. Okay. Uh, uh, this, this sexual tales like Kama Sutra. Nobody really talks about it unless, you know, in the recent days, they made a movie about it and all that. Mm. But uh, back in the days, it's a material that was very exclusive to older people who are married, you know, probably the royals or the, the nobles, uh, people of high stature in the society. But nobody talks about it because it's, it has some very, uh, uh, you know, um, explicit and and sensitive um, material in it. Yeah. So people don't talk about it. So that's culture, Eastern Western culture. So it's mm. there. Nudity is there. Okay? okay. Again, I'm not announcing it, but it's there. 
Then coming to ours, our 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 time and, and place, we have things like uh, you know um, TV and and media and movies where you know it's there lah. You know, you you suddenly you're watching a movie, then this men and women uh, making out, for example, and then you want to watch that like wow, you know why 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 is that exciting? And if a lot of men will will stop and watch or slow more the video, okay, yeah. a lot of men. There are some men who are very you know analytical, rational. They know this is fake. Can't don't tell me two people are really you know having intercourse. They know that then they read up things like like uh, how the actors are preparing themselves to do a sex scene or, mm-hmm. or steam. Okay, they probably wear a baju that looks like they're naked or they cover certain parts. But then it looks like it's it's, it's the sexual uh, organs and all that. But you know that is the uh, the time and place we are now. Yeah. Okay, so culture, our current place. So when you look at all this, it's there on your face. Yeah. The third thing I'll say is how do you respond to culture one, and how do you respond to our current times? Yes. Right. So it's thrown in your face, especially this time and days where we have overload of information. How are you going to say yes or no? So that is a decision that we men need to make. Okay, and most of us we know that we when we are when we are put in that place like you're watching a movie and then suddenly you see a sex scene. Uh, if you're watching it alone and then there's a tendency to slow it down and see, wow, this is uh, you know something I want to see. Then there is an addiction pattern. Okay. Okay. okay? Uh, yeah, there is an addiction pattern if you slow down, if you you know stop and watch uh, anything that has to do with nudity. Okay, so so basically, what you're trying to say is, bro, like temptation, nude scenes, nudity is on out there, is memang there, but decision lies in our hands on how we interpret the information that is presented to us. So, like you said, bro. Basically, you're watching a Netflix show. Come to a, a a sex scene. It's your decision to make whether you want to forward it to avoid the nude scene or a pattern may emerge if you suddenly slow it down. You are you are lingering there. You kind of like what's happening. The kind of emotions that are being stimulated and stuff like that, right, bro? Something like that in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah. So. You might say, okay, so all this um, male sexuality, you know, it's how is that? You know, how do we? I'm given the sexuality, this drive. We are sex beings, okay. That's the one thing we need to understand. We are given the sex drive. So how is that? Uh, why is that? So we need to understand our bodies. So our bodies are made for that one woman, for that wife that you will ogle at. Yeah. You know, her yeah. naked body is what you need to see and think. Yeah, that's how we are wired, right? Come on, lah, bro. That's one, but there's also something called delayed gratification. Meaning, uh, as much as we desire our wife that way, that's why we have the sexual senses and all that. Our desire, our hormones is for that one person. At the same time, we also respect and honor the person because of uh, what we call delayed gratification. So we 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 put while we. We have desire. We have needs to be met. We also honor the other person who is in this sexual journey, who is your wife, lah, for the man. 
Okay. So, um, yeah. So for me, my um, this this journey is very important because um, part of the healing is because of my wife. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned it, bro. Um, when we were having a conversation, and uh, I find it like super amazing that your wife was actually involved in actually giving you a solution. Uh, when it came to you overcoming this problem problem of uh, porn addiction, bro, uh, maybe you wanna you know share some of your thoughts and what actually happened. My wife, who you know encouraged me to join this men's group in church, mm. uh, they were starting a men's program in 2014. So she was the one who encouraged me to go for this. Yeah, I see. I see. Yep. Bro, I just I just want to interject and ask you, uh, <laughs> bro, like honestly, right, bro? What's coming? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, if let's say lah, like, my girlfriend or or let's say my if I'm married, my wife catches me watching porn. I, I mean, not even catches lah. I mean, like, in your case, she actually encouraged you to to help you find uh, a solution to the problem but like i don't know man this is like i would be embarrassed bro like let's say if someone found out that i was having this problem uh i mean like bro how how did that happen man like uh hats off lah bro to be honest okay so that two things i will share uh, okay bro Two things, uh, two important things, both must be done. Okay. First thing is check and see whether your wife or, or girlfriend can handle the truth. Okay. Some of our uh, wives and girlfriend they may have had their own experiences, not very good experiences, mm. or maybe their mm. father or their brother had a porn addiction, so they are kinder to the men they are going to marry or the men they are married to. Okay, right? you know that for some women they have no idea mm. how rotten or how sexually uh, um, immoral a man can be. Right, mm. we know how immoral we can be. I, I don't like to. It's not a. It's not a dishonoring uh, label. It's just that we know ourselves. We know. Okay, this is something I, I I'm struggling with. So some women don't know, and they when they find out the person, the man that they love, the man they are married to, and they find out that hey, this is the man I love, I trust, and here is he's having a porn addiction, and if that destroys them, I rather not tell. Okay. 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 So first place to check whether they are able to handle the information or not. Mm. Okay. So don't be, uh, you know, don't be the. Um, remember, they are not. Not all our wives are trained to listen to such information. Okay, be be discerning, lah. Mm. Number two, if you are not able to share, or if you are sharing, either way, mm. we still need to confess. We need to talk about this problem. If it's a problem, to someone else, to a group of other men. Okay. Right. Okay. That we'll cover that later. But please, sure. Sure. if it comes to telling your girlfriend or not. You can choose, but when coming when it comes to sharing with other men, mm. that one you can't choose. Better not choose. Just go for it, get healed, and come out free. 
Yeah, Josh. Hmm. <laughs> oh, some um, heavy stuff, heavy, bro. Heavy, <laughs> heavy, heavy. This is crazy, love, bro. Yeah, but but I guess it makes sense because uh, when you shine light, when you shine light into darkness, that's where healing actually takes place. When you expose, when you when you're honest and you open up, I think that's where that's right. the healing takes place, love, bro. Yeah. So, bro, how did you overcome um, this this pornography addiction, bro? I'm glad you asked the question. Okay, so <laughs> the main question, now. Okay, that's a million dollar question, huh? yeah. All right. Okay, like I said, I didn't know. I'm this pride, proud guy. You know, I have a lot of ego. I'm this church going guy. I want to, you know, all that. Um. So actually, my journey of recovery started. In church, like I said, Christian context, we mm. go to a church. So what happened is at the end of uh, 2011, exactly ten uh, years ago, mm. my wife and that time our three children, we moved to a new church in PG Pataling Jaya. So uh, it is in this new church. Yep. Now it's our home church. Uh, mm. I found mm. trustworthy leaders. Okay, bro, very important. Not just trustworthy, but they are willing to help. And not condemn. Mm. See, sometimes we have trustworthy leaders. They are willing to help, but the one side they're like secretly condemning you. So that doesn't go well with someone who needs help with pornography addiction. Okay, so yes. I had the blessings of these people, these leaders who are willing to help and yet not condemn me. So that's very very important. Okay, so two and a half years later, uh, bro, mm. somewhere early 2014. Mm. Uh, we started a men's program. The one I was talking about, where my wife said go and sign up. Correct. Uh, Correct. This men's program was focusing on recovery. So, like, wow, you know, it's amazing because the pastor, the pastor who's leading it, mm. he actually prepared a manual. Um, and the con, you know, the contents, you know, the there are four things in that that manual which just struck struck a chord, you know. Uh, first, number one in that manual or in that program uh, mm. that he was going to run, he spoke about his own recovery journey. Like, who does that? Like he spoke about his own journey of healing. And then number two, uh, he spoke about you know, or he shared about neuroscientific and psychological explanation of the addiction cycle. Mm. Wow! That's How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three, you know how our behavior. This was tough for me in the beginning. Like how our behavior was linked to generational patterns. That means my grandfather may have done it, some something like that. My my father would have. So there is a generational pattern which I struggle with, but I realize it's true. And finally, mm. how God number four, uh, through His Spirit, just like how He created us, He can also heal us, like how He created us the first time. Going back to the original design, so these four things, like wow, you know, like um, so, I just knew it. The right time, the right place, the right people, you know. Here is my original design as a man, and how my healing journey actually is to bring me back to that original place, that good place, that innocent place, not to just wash my wound, but to bring me back to a woundless, almost like no wound, like that. Yeah. That's my journey, Josh. Oh, intense, love, bro. 
<laughs> wow, man. Like, crazy, bro. Um, so, instead of, like, just putting band aid on, literally, this whole process of healing and restoration happened when you were part of a group, lah, bro, basically. Can, can you do this by yourself? Or memang you, you have to have a group? Or how, how does it work, bro? Okay, I'm going to say it's flat on the face. <laughs> okay, bro. You cannot get healed by yourself. No way. You can disagree with me, but no way you can get healed by yourself. Period. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, you know, imagine you are watching, um, you're watching mm. gym videos. You know, gym videos? Yep. The, the jazz aerobics and all, jazz aerobics and all that. Mm. Okay. So imagine watching uh, gym videos by yourself. No accountability, no social uh, understanding, just loneliness yourself and continued depression because you're doing it by yourself. Mm. So one year later, you think you have hit the gym, but then you still have not lost weight. Okay? <laughs> okay. That is, you know, not uh, that's getting uh, healed by yourself. Yeah. So nothing like going to the gym, you know, meeting people, getting involved in group fitness, nothing like that. That's so mm. interesting. That's so refreshing. Okay. Mm. So I have since uh, 2014, I've always, since 2014, this is about seven years now, mm. I've always been in a group of men or brothers, we call them. Uh, I am accountable to, I need to be accountable first. Okay. I need to tell them, look, um, um, of course it gets better, but the healing is, recovery is very good. Uh, but there's a lot of years left of recovery. So uh, I, I, I'm accountable to them, even the smallest thing I tell them. Um, so that's one. I also lead a group of men, of other men. Mm. So the group of men that I lead, various age groups uh, between early 20s, late teens, all the way to their 70s. I want you guys to listen to this. Porn addiction doesn't go away when you are married or when you get old, or when you become a past, <laughs> okay? It doesn't go away, right? In fact, it can get worse when you are married or older. Okay, Josh? Phew, bro. <laughs> Feel my head is going to explode, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is... Yeah, it's it's Bro, what are the some of the? I mean, you said I mean there's there's uh, there's the need for support group and all that. Bro, can you give like one practical example of let's say for example, uh, of you facing something, and then you tell your support group and how they actually help you and how is that, uh, necessary lah, bro? The the community. The band of brothers you're talking about. Okay, Josh, allow me to uh, quote a Bible verse, huh? Um, sure. I know there are listeners who are not Christians here, mm-hmm. but uh, this is our principle in, in dealing with um, recovery. Yep. Okay? So there's a verse that goes like this uh, in the New Testament, James 5.16, Therefore confess your, your sins to one another and pray for each other. Some yep. translation says pray for each other so your healing comes swiftly, quickly, mm. so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So this is the biblical principle we apply. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what is what? So what has this verse got to do with us today in the 21st century, dealing with porn addiction and recovery? Mm. Okay. See the support groups confessing to one another. The support groups 
are highly confidential. Oh, right? okay. We cannot uh, tell our wives also sometimes, our girlfriends, look, uh, I actually watched porn, I told the guys, we can't even do that. That's how confidential the groups, the, the accountability groups are. Okay. But at the same time, you need to be vulnerable. Mm. Right. You see, you cannot be in a group without some level of confession. You cannot, uh, you cannot go in the group and, you know, you are the one who's listening and not saying anything. Uh, you know, you need to st- start talking about simple things like simple things, simple things like, uh, uh, you know, uh, sexual fantasies of other women uh, mm. apart from your spouse, if you're married. Wow. Okay. Okay. You might think it's no big deal, but actually it's a big deal. Yes. Or yes. time spent on internet pornography. Is it uh, one hour a day or is it 10 minutes a day? So the idea is to get you lessen your addiction and less and use your mind for the for beautiful things rather than destructive things. Okay. Mm, mm, so it's like a check-in group lah, to help you gain victory over addiction over a period of time. Okay. Right? Yeah. Very important. Accountability confidentiality and vulnerability three important keys from james 560 wow awesome man how about your personal struggles against porn bro okay um it may sound contradictory huh? but there are two sides of the same coin um i'm glad you asked that question yep. because we can go for so many uh, support groups we can watch so many Uh, we can even meet as psychotherapists or psychologists and all uh, and get healing but there are some personal decisions we have to make okay you see the the support groups promote group accountability mm. but your personal decisions the things that you do and say every day to yourself mm. is in parallel to the group healing so the the group brings a certain kind of unseen healing right james 5:16 and you cannot see the healing so you're talking to this man you're confessing they are praying for you and then they are, you are praying for them so there's exchange and receive and giving so your neural pathway is being set in a way in the secret place where no one sees you need to make personal decision because there are seen healing that you need to have also so there's unseen healing in the group and there's seen healing so what are the seen healing that you need to experience or receive as a man in recovery mode Mm. is simple things like uh uh you know you need to make practical efforts like like uh put a safe search on on your your laptop you know you uh, you got a tendency to watch porn on your laptop so put safe search on so even if you type say um uh, sex or or nude celebrities for example okay mm. so mm. i'm i'm being very raw huh? okay. so um so those things when you type in safe search will block it Right. Okay. okay. Now, how do you know that you are severely addicted when you, after one week, one day, you switch off safe search? You know that is the severity of your addiction if you switch off safe search. Safe search is one method, right? Another method you can do is uh, practice this bouncing, what we call bouncing your eyeball, meaning when you go to social media, Instagram and Facebook or Twitter or anything, there might be very rude images of women. Okay, these women. Uh, uh that's another topic for another day there are mm. women who find identity in their looks yep. like we say yeah. find identity in god mm. these women find so they sometimes they expose themselves they show a lot of uh, flesh 
So our job is not to say, they're showing what? Let me see. Lah. That's not our, our response. Our response is, that is somebody's daughter. That is somebody's sister. I need to bounce my eyes because it's like I commit uh, a certain kind of, uh, uh, let's say, I'm worshipping that that flesh, you know. So mm. we are called not to worship things, but worship God. So if you are looking at something very rude or vulgar, bounce your eyes off, take your eyes off that, that image. of mm. You know, it, it's like you need to come to a place where you feel guilty, lah, you know, looking at a girl like that. You know, this is somebody's daughter, this is somebody's wife, this is somebody's sister, mother. You need to have that conviction, not even guilty, conviction. I don't want to see that. You know, turn away, mm. flee away, right? And uh, things like, you know, not uh, certain practical things like not browsing the internet in the nighttime. Don't watch Netflix alone in the nighttime. Mm. Netflix, because if, if suddenly you watch something, you want to pause it and watch something, it's possible. Don't watch Netflix. I don't watch Netflix in my right. I only oh. watch with my wife. Right? Oh, I don't watch. Several? Like you don't watch yeah. Netflix at night. I don't watch alone. If I watch, I watch a good movie. So that's my practical, uh, my practice wow. scene healing. I'm, you know, I've been doing that for a long time. It works. It helps. Okay. I don't watch alone, and I don't uh, uh, go on the internet alone. Dark. No way of going on the internet. So what I do is like in my office now, my house, I work from home. I face my laptop that my children, my wife can see what I'm doing. Mm. Okay. These are all practical things. While the group is helping you to find unseen healing, you are also helping yourself to receive the seen healing that God allows you, you know, that that, that new neural pathway. Yeah. So, So basically, these are personal practical decisions that you make, bro. Yeah. Right, okay, at home and all that, and then of course you're accountable to the group as well. So there's the group helping you, and also personally you are also being responsible for the decisions that you're making behind uh, the four walls at your home. Right, yeah. people cannot yeah. see. You know, like for example, putting the laptop in the hall where you know, let's say you're not married, you're you're living with your family, where your parents are mm-hmm. there, everybody's moving about. You can actually. Just do your work there. So even if you feel tempted straight away, that thought, hey, listen, there's people here, so I better not, you know, go and uh, search any, you know, weird mm. stuff. Lah. Something like that, bro? Yeah. So if your father, mother buys for you, say you're a teenager, your father, mother buys for your laptop or, or, or desktop and it's in your room. Yeah. And you know you have tendency, leave the door, room door open. Mm. Right, right. If you're closing your room door, then you know, hey, I got an addiction. Mm. If you're closing your room door, then you need to say, tell yourself, hey, that is an addiction pattern. Hiding. Mm. Want to fight it? Be practical. Open the room door. Uh, leave the room door open. Use your laptop PC with the room door open. I see. I see. That will save you and your future. <laughs> That's so true. Thanks, Asam. Those those are some very um, brilliant, very practical tips, lah, bro. Very, very, uh, very, very useful, I believe, even for myself and I think our viewers. Hello, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the talk just now because I did. Stay tuned for part two that is coming to you very, very soon. Have a great day.